afternoon and welcome to Twilliger Community Church's Christmas Eve service. We're glad that you've carved out some time on this busy night to gather together as we are able to celebrate the birth of the long-awaited Messiah, ending hundreds of years of expectation and anticipation. Luke's Gospel captures the events for us, and so our readings this evening will come from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, 1 through 20, and I'll read the first seven verses. About the time Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire, this was the first census that when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hostel. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angels said, Do not be afraid. I am here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you are to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and laying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly high. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. I'm so glad, uh, even though I can't see you very well, uh, I want to extend a very warm greeting to you as well. So many that I haven't met, and you're here tonight, uh, thank you for coming and sharing Christmas Eve with us here at uh, Twilliger Community Church. Uh, Maybe uh, we won't put the lights on. Uh, There's not a lot to see up front anyway, so just uh, listen to the words, and uh, we're going to look into God's words, God's word. Some, uh, some things can change your life, you know, like a baby. Uh, here are uh, a number of babies. You know, a, a baby can make you think of things that you have never thought of before. And a new baby uh, can bring out the fondest, kindest, most affectionate thoughts of your heart. A macho dad can be turned into an iron-fisted marshmallow A baby can change your life. You know, a new baby has a way of bringing out the very best in us. And when you get to be a grandparent, you would think 
you would say, oh, that doesn't impact us anymore. We don't feel that way. We've been there before. You're just catching up with us. We know all about babies. But no, it's not that way. There's something different about having your children uh, having children. And the blessing is to see that process happen and to be grandparents. Grandparents are just as delighted as when their own kids were born. And kids will make you do the hangedest things. You would be embarrassed to do if the kids weren't there, making funny sounds and gurgling noises and uh, nodding your head as if a little challenge, perhaps. And uh, if you have a baby in your house, it will change your life. And what babies do better than anyone else is they bring hope. They bring hope. And in history, when times were tough and the darkness of gloom and uncertainty pervaded the land, it was a baby who brought cheer and perspective once again. It was a baby that changed their gloom and doom into, into gladness and joy. You see, a long time ago, God made a promise that one day, in the midst of darkness, good news would come. And that darkness was only temporary, only a fog. It wouldn't last forever. And that promise was that people walking in darkness would see a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light would dawn, and a child would be born, and a son would be given. Now, isn't it interesting that the breaking news lights up the darkness of night, where shepherds were watching their sheep at night, they were literally in darkness when suddenly an angel appears and announces, I've got great news. Actually, the angel startles the shepherds. The glory of the Lord was over all the angels and over all the shepherds. Can you imagine suddenly all this light breaking through? It caught them off guard. They weren't expecting it. And suddenly the place is illuminated like a penitentiary courtyard and boom! All the lights go on. They were terrified, the scripture says, scared out of their sandals. They could have never prepared themselves for something like this. And they were trying to get their minds together and their hearts together to say, what is going on here? So the message from the angel is threefold. And the first message is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. The angel has just scared the wits out of them, but he's quick to say, relax, don't be afraid, it's going to be okay. Now the angel can say that because he knows what's coming next, but sometimes it's hard for us to hear when we don't know what's coming next. A friend of ours uh, just had surgery uh, some time ago on, uh, on the side of his face, a nine-hour surgery to remove cancer. They were hoping radiation would do it. But radiation failed, so now it was surgery. I can't imagine the, the difficulty and the complexity of that surgery that includes breaking the jaw and removing a significant part of the facial structure. Two weeks before his surgery, I met him in Tim Hortons and I could tell he was feeling very afraid. And who wouldn't? So even when you don't know how it's going to be backed up, 
It's wonderful to have someone come along and say, we're with you. We stand beside you in prayer. You need that assurance. You need that sense that somebody is there with you. And what a joy it was that day to be able to pray with him. Desperately, we hang on to those words. You'll make it through. We all need hope. Maybe this Christmas Eve, some of you are waiting for news. Maybe you're even waiting in darkness, living with the fear that the news won't be good. I know that uh, this past year, some of you have been waiting in hospital rooms and in doctor's offices, waiting for a prognosis or for the test results to come in. Tonight, we have a young mom and a young dad in the university hospital, and they're waiting for their little three-month-old to have open-heart surgery, to have a heart transplant. That little three-month-old, they're waiting. Some of you have been waiting to hear back from a job interview. And tonight you're worried about how you're going to survive or you're going to provide for your family next year. Some of you are waiting for someone to come home or waiting for a relationship to be restored. Some of you are waiting for peace, peace in our world or peace in your home. This Christmas we're waiting and we're hoping for so many things. And even though I don't know exactly what you're waiting for, I know that God does. And I know that no matter what you're waiting for, there is a voice that says, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. The second message is, I bring you great news. That's the message of the angel. I bring you good news. We can get so absorbed in the bad news that we forget that there is some good news, some great news to be heard and to experience. And the story of Christmas is that we, we gather around, and even tonight, and we celebrate. And we sing on this eve of the big day. And it's not just about a pretty, cuddly, cute baby. It's not a sentimental metaphor that illustrates to us that we wish we could all go out and work a little harder this next year. And just try to make peace happen. No. It is a claim that there is a powerful declaration of good news that has been unleashed on the planet and will change the world one life at a time. That's the good news. That's the message. There's a somewhat recent biography of Walt Disney, the one who imagined Mickey Mouse, you know, the one who designed Disneyland. When she was a very real little girl, uh, his daughter didn't know that there was anything special about uh, her dad. To her, he was simply her daddy. Everybody has a daddy, and she had her daddy. And, but one day when she was at kindergarten, she was five years old, somebody at school told her. And she came home that night, and she looked her daddy in the eye, and she was shocked, and she said, Why didn't you tell me? You're Walt Disney! She found out that this man, her father, whom she loved and knew, that he wasn't just any other man, that he was Walt Disney. And she was so excited about this piece of good news. It happened one day for a, a woman named Mary and a man named Joseph. And it happened to the shepherds. And it happened to Peter and James and John, who found out that this baby who grew up to be somebody they knew, somebody they loved, 
was no ordinary man, that he was the good news to the world, that he would, was the good news that would change the world. So that's the second message. And then the third message that the angel uh, brings is the good news that Christ is born, that he's here, that he's arrived, that he's on planet Earth, that he has been born. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The good news is that Jesus came to forgive us and to give us eternal life. The message of the angel to Joseph makes it crystal clear. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So God offers you at Christmas time the chance to have your past healed and wiped clean so you can start over, brand new. I mean, isn't that a wonderful gift? Ever been halfway through a game and wish you could uh, just start over again? Ever been halfway through a project and you wish you could just scrap it and start all over again? Ever been halfway through life and wish you could just start it over again? Well, I have good news. Your past can be forgiven and healed and you can start again. And the miracle of Christmas is the gift of Jesus Christ given for each of us. I ask you tonight, how would it feel if someone gave you a gift tonight or tomorrow and you put it under the Christmas tree, but on Christmas Day you fail to unwrap it? What if months went by and you never, ever unwrapped the gift that was under the Christmas tree? And finally I came to you one day and I said to you, how did you like my Christmas gift? And you said, you know, I, I haven't unwrapped it yet. I've been meaning to do it. I'm sure it's a great gift. I just haven't unwrapped it. It would seem awfully strange, wouldn't it? God gave us the greatest gift at all at, of, of all at Christmas time. He gave us the, the gift of Jesus Christ. And if you've never unwrapped the gift and invited Christ to become part of your life in a very personal way, I certainly want to invite you to unwrap the gift this Christmas season. You unwrap the gift when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and forgive your sin and become the leader and director of your life. So I hope if you've never made that kind of decision to unwrap the, the gift of Christmas, Jesus Christ, that you would say to him tonight, Lord, come into my life.